0: In Alhamdalilla, Nahmadu, who was a starino, who was a stagfiro, when I would be lahim in Shururi and Fusina, women say ati Amalina. May yehdehilla, who feller mudilla, where may you little ilaha illallah who had the hula sharikella, where a shadwana Abduhu wa a Sallallahu alayhi wasalam. Yea, you had a ladina amen of Takulaha haka to Katihi, while illa, and to Muslimun. One of the uh, one of the great Hadith scholars that we have in our history has his his own compilation is actually known by his name as they often are, and this is in reference to the Sunan of Abi Dawood. He was a great hadith scholar, and his collection is known as one of the six. So if you refer to the six collections of authentic hadith, then his is one of them. He amassed about half a million different hadith, and that number is so high because it includes the different chains of narration. Sometimes you have one hadith, but then you have several chains of it. So including all of these different details, there was this astronomical number half a million different narrations and what he ended up with in conclusion for his collection was a few thousand but then he took it a step further and he said if if anybody were to take these four hadiths specifically from this collection then it'll be sufficient for them so today briefly I want to touch upon these four hadith in general so all of us can benefit within our own capacities within our own lives on a daily basis hopefully throughout the rest of our lives and we ask Allah for tawfiq in that regard ameen rabbil alamin so that would be for all of us in general but then specifically for those starting the school year as well as the parents of the students starting a new school year the first of these four hadith is in connection with the intention in which the prophet said sallallahu alaihi wa that your actions are judged by your intentions I think this concept, this phrase, this hadith is one that we're all familiar with, but oftentimes we kind of glance over it and we keep it moving without taking a little bit of time just to let it sink in, to let it sink in a little bit deeper. Scholars have commented on this hadith saying that this composes a third of our deen. So all of a sudden you take a step back and you think, wait, what what is it about these few words from the Prophet ﷺ that can equate to a third of our deen, where are they coming from, how can we understand that, how can we unpack that, how, how can we unwrap that, that package that our scholars have gifted us, their explanation was, this hadith has to do with the heart, with your intention, so they said, this is one of three components, the second of the three components, your words, so your tongue, and then the third of the three, your limbs, your actions, so you have the heart, you have the tongue, and you have the limbs. So from that angle, it would be one-third. Another angle is that it's half. Half of our deen is inward, the other half is outward. The point is, there's, there's a lot of importance grounded into this concept of the intention. And when you go through the Qur'an and you pay attention to this concept of sincerity very closely, you notice that it makes the biggest difference in the world, subhanAllah. Look at the example of Medina, the city of the Prophet wasallam. Anas ibn Malik Now, his mother went to the Prophet right after the Hijrah. The Prophet moves to Medina and the mother of Anas ibn Malik goes to the Prophet and tells the Prophet that, I don't have much money, I don't have that much, but I have a son, he's going to serve you. I don't have that much, but this is something that Allah has blessed me with, a child, a son. So look at her perspective. How can I use what Allah has given me to serve this deen? It may not be that much quantitatively, right? But whatever it is that a person has, how can they use it to serve Allah and his messenger? So she goes and she tells the prophet that I don't have much, but I have a son, he's going to serve you. And so Anas radiallahu anhu, he was 10 when the prophet moved to Medina alayhi sallallahu alayhi He served the prophet throughout the 10 years that he was in Medina, and he mentioned later on after the prophet would would pass away alayhi sallallahu alayhi that the prophet he never he never gave me a hard time over anything he never asked me why did you do this or why didn't you do that and one of the, the one of the 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 gems that we can take from that is the fact that the prophet must not have asked him for that much in the first place we know the prophet would fix his own shoes fix his own clothing you know if he was hungry he had no issue making some food for him he was uh, making some food for himself he was it was easy for him, ﷺ, to just take care of his needs. Sometimes he may ask for something, but even then it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. So Anas ibn Malik he mentioned that there was no brighter day, there was no happier day in Medina than when the Prophet arrived in the city, sallallahu alaihi and there was no sadder day, there was no darker day than the day that he passed away, sallallahu alaihi Think of think of who the Prophet was, when you go through the Qur'an, you notice within that city of Medina, that very city of Medina, that very jama'ah praying behind the Prophet ﷺ, you had a mixed bag. You had a mixed bag. Everybody who was praying behind him was Muslim. Everybody praying behind him claimed to be Muslim. But within that within that crowd, within that congregation, you had a mixed bag. You have those Allah praises. Allah praises those the, the 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 sincere Muslims behind the Prophet. ﷺ. عنهم عنهم. Allah says regarding his companions that Allah is pleased with them and they're pleased with him. They were doing external actions, there were the good deeds externally, but they were sincere. And Allah loved their sincerity, Allah loved their actions, Allah loved their efforts, Allah loved what they were trying to do to serve Allah and His Deen. Within the same community the same congregation You had another group of people known as the hypocrites and we seek Allah's refuge from this concept altogether They still prayed behind the Prophet. So externally think about it when Abdullah bin Mas'ud a great companion of the Prophet A great companion in, in, in many areas He asked the Prophet what is the best deed? So you see his mentality how he's thinking I want to know the best deed I don't just want to know something that's good which is fine but I want to know the best deed and the Prophet said to pray on time so that those praying behind the Prophet in congregation clearly they're praying they're praying on time they're praying in jama'ah in congregation with the Prophet leading the prayer in the city of the Prophet sallallahu think of all these different layers even then there were those who were sincere and then those who were not the external action was the same but the difference was was internal so whatever it is that we're doing on a daily basis on a nightly basis there's this important practice within our deen of mindfulness being mindful why am i doing what am i uh, why am i doing what i'm doing why am i speaking the way that i'm speaking why if i'm giving charity why am i giving charity if i'm doing something why am i doing it and this process of reflection is supposed to generally guide a person in a direction where they slowly do more good and they slowly work on the challenges that they have. Because naturally when you become more mindful of Allah Azza wa Jal, the, the, the seed it sprouts and you have roots and then it grows but what's needed is the water of sincerity. This is for all of us to reflect on in general but then for the students and the parents of the students, what are the intentions as it relates to this coming school year? What are, what are the goals in terms of this coming school year? It's not just about going to school and that's about it. Our dean teaches us to be mindful again about whatever it is that we're doing or not doing. You can be rewarded for not doing things just like you can be rewarded for doing some other things. So what what is the intention? It's supposed to add Our deen, when we think of intention, it's supposed to add meaning to whatever it is we're doing. Now all of a sudden if someone is going to school and they have this vision, let's say they're in middle school, and they have this intention, this vision that, you know what, I want to go to school now to try my best. May Allah accept everyone's efforts and bless everyone's efforts. Parents, sometimes we we only focus on the results and we overlook the efforts. Don't overlook the efforts. Would we want Allah to only look at our results and overlook our efforts? If that was the case, I know I'd be in trouble. We'd be in trouble. They both have their place, but don't overlook the journey. Don't overlook patting your kid on the back and asking them, did you try your best in regards to that assignment, in regards to that exam? It's not just about 100% pressure for the results. Hopefully the results come. We ask Allah for that. But don't overlook the, the journey. Don't overlook the middle component if you praise that and if you encourage them and you guide them that can actually reduce pressure they may actually very well end up doing better like when Allah azza wa told prophet Sulaiman think of the the the